Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Wall Street's recent string of gains came to an abrupt stop overnight as investors took profits and sent the major indices down about 1% or more. Small cap companies suffered the brunt of the selling. The Russell 2000 slid nearly 2%. The Dow dropped 1.5%. The S&P 500 and the Nasdaq both finished in the red as well. Here in Asia, markets are mixed but relatively flat this morning. Joining me this Wednesday morning for a closer look at what markets are talking about is Ryan Huang. Ryan. And when was the last time you wore a pair of blue jeans? Hmm. I wear it almost every day, except today. <laughs> I know. Perfect <laughs> setup for me today because, you know, there are a lot of markers for how the economy is performing, how it's changing, and one we may not think a lot about, but which does provide good insight on consumer preferences is denim. And today we have news that consumers simply aren't buying a lot of it. Why is that? Well, I think it's going to be the situation for many retailers and we are talking about Levi Strauss. So they have just warned of a weak second half on, of course, COVID-19 and they are cutting 700 jobs. So the latest angle to this is how COVID-19 has kept everyone at home Mm. and people are just not shopping. So they are stuck with a huge inventory of jeans, denim jackets and everything else that Levi sells. So what's going to happen in the next few months is that Levi's will be doing clearance sales. So this is going to bring down its profit margins and in turn uh, its earnings. So that is something Levi's is bracing for. It is not going to be as profitable in the coming quarters. It is cautiously optimistic but it's warning that margins will be coming down so that is what to look out for I guess on the retail front for many people like Levi, uh, many companies like Levi Strauss. I want to take a more nuanced approach because I think that it's not just about not shopping. It's specifically when you work from home, the first thing you, that you're going to free is your waist. So tight pants, denim out, loungewear, uh-huh. pants with elastic waistbands, those are in for people working for home if they're shopping, that is. All right, so Levi Strauss shares fell 4% during the trading day. How are they doing in after-hours trade? So in extended hours after they made that announcement, they were down 4%. So a bit more pressure for Levi Strauss. And I think that was pretty much in line with the broader market as well, which dropped uh, S&P 500 was down 1.1%. Mm. Okay, I want to turn the conversation to Hong Kong. Yesterday, we talked about how Hong Kong and China markets were surging despite the imposition of a strict new national security law there by Beijing. Now, there are reports that the Trump administration is considering undermining that Hong Kong dollar peg. This as it thinks through options to punish China for undermining Hong Kong's freedom. So two questions for you here, Ryan. First question, could the Trump administration actually do that, undermine the Hong Kong dollar peg, and what steps would it need to take? Yeah, so theoretically, the short answer is yes. So the Hong Kong dollar peg has been around since 1983, and it has been around this band at the 7.8 level versus the dollar. So that has been the case for nearly 40 years. And if the US does want to do something, it can. And this is, uh, of course, how the Hong Kong defense is, how the Hong Kong government defends the pack is by buying and selling US dollars. So what it can do is restrict Hong Kong's access to US dollars. So this could be in the form of sanctions. 
It could be a form of uh, other limitations. You mean the banks, right? Stop the banks from buying Hong Kong dollars. Stop the Ho- Hong Kong the banks. Hong Kong banks yep. in Hong Kong buying US mm-hmm. dollars. So that could be one option for them to restrict access to, uh, of course, uh, the US dollar. So that is something on the cards that it seems to be in discussion behind the scenes in the White House. is not official, but this is according to reports. All right. So could that peg in place since 1983 be at threat? Um, let's see now. Could My follow-up question, how likely is this to happen? Yeah, so even though this is on the table, it is unlikely to happen if you ask most people. And that's because... Yeah, most have been telling me that. When you... I guess, uh, unsettled the pack. Mm. It doesn't hurt China directly. The most immediate impact is going to be felt by banks. And most of these banks are US banks in Hong Kong, mm. some of them in Hong Kong. And you are not really, you know, causing direct damage to the intended recipient. So that is one big problem with this um, uh, this way of doing things. Um, the other thing is there are more effective options on the table. So you are, of course, talking about things like um, punishing China through the extradition treaty that it has with Hong Kong. For example, it could stop that. It could also stop cooperation with the Hong Kong police. Uh, it could also look at other options. So what I guess to take away from this is the US is discussing a broad range of options they can look at exploring in punishing Hong Kong. And this is just one of them on the table, but not very high on the list, the mm. Hong Kong pact uh, issue. Uh, but it is a reflection of how seriously the U.S. is taking this Hong Kong situation as it tries to navigate this relationship with China. Remember a few months ago, we were talking about that hedge fund that was betting against the Hong Kong dollar peg, uh, you know, betting that all or nothing, that it would go down in 18 months. Even Bill Ackman, uh, legendary pushing square capital management shall we say, legendary figure, is betting against the Hong Kong peg. Do you think there's going to be interest in that? That is a, an interesting take. Uh, but of course, um, many of these short sellers go against the crowd. Um, so a very contrarian view f- from Bill Ackerman. I guess we'll see who's wide off the mark here. Okay, here at home, there's been some speculation during this campaign season about the size of Tomasic's portfolio. And Tomasic CEO Ho Ching has now weighed in on the conversation. Ryan, what does she have to say? Yeah, so the figure that's in the spotlight is $300 billion. And that apparently is the figure that has been floated around mm. by many analysts and armchair critics around Tomasic's portfolio. So she has come out to say that, hey, this is not too far off the estimates. So she's been, she's been hinting or alluding to how that could be the value of Tomasic's portfolio when it does release its next annual report. And the previous one, the previous report had the portfolio at around $313 billion. So this is all in the context of how Tomasic has had to delay its mm. annual report. It was supposed to be in July, but it has to push it back to September because of COVID-19. Typically, you have auditors camping in an office, looking at papers, um, and look, combing through the financials. But of course, with COVID-19, those auditors can go to the companies. And of course, Tomasic has, has many companies across the globe. So that is one limitation that has um, pushed back the auditing of many of the financials under its portfolio. Mm. So that is uh, something to look out for, I guess, when we get the final figure and its annual report out in September. 
Okay, I want to try a new segment with you on the show today, Ryan. It's called In Brief. I'm going to give you a news item and maybe you tell us about it in 20 seconds or less why it's in the news. Are you game? Okay. Game on. Wirecard. All right, Wirecard in the news because it is seeing potential interest from 100 people or investors keen on its core business and holding. So I guess good news, but who knows what price they want to pay for Wirecard. For its core business, yeah, what's left of it. All right, locally listed engineering firm Boosted Singapore. Yeah, so this is around its latest earnings numbers. And for its second half, it is posting an 11% higher profit at $18.5 million. But very similar to what we are seeing across um, people in, in many companies in industry, Margin pressure. So it is warning that you know, margins are going to be compressed in the coming um, foreseeable future. So that is something they are, I guess, painting a more cautious outlook around. Yeah, commendable, according to its CEO, given a tough business environment. 11% in the first half of the year for boosted uh, profit rise, that is. Hong Kong and tech companies like Microsoft and Zoom. Okay, so this is once again around Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft and Zoom are the latest to jump on the bandwagon pausing their agreement with Hong Kong on data requests. So what typically can happen is if you have the government in Hong Kong asking for information around um, users of, for example, Microsoft or Zoom for security reasons, they could earlier do so. But now Microsoft and Zoom and many other US companies like Facebook, Google and Twitter are putting a pause to review the current arrangement and review the latest new security law to see the implications of um, the existing arrangement. So this is, I guess, a reflection of how politics is playing out in the um, tech sector. Yes. Pausing those data requests by officials or police in Hong Kong. And that pause, a precaution also taken by Facebook, Google and Twitter. It is 9.16 on the clock. Time to check in on local markets. The Straits Times Index, Ryan, fell 1% yesterday to 26.61. Is it following Wall Street and trading further in the red this morning? Yeah, SCI snapping a five-day winning streak yesterday. And overnight, we saw the Dow, or rather S&P 500, also snapping a five-day winning streak. So far, Hmm. in the morning, we are looking looking at SGX or the STI, slightly above water by 0.3% at 2,669. But across the region, it is pretty mixed right now. And if we dive into the STI, um, what to look out for, I guess, are the banks. Uh, yesterday, all the three banks were down by around 1% or more. Uh, they are in the green. We've got DBS up by 0.7%. Uh, Capital Land was ex-dividend date yesterday, so it was down by over 5%. No movement yet. It's still at 290. So those are the stocks to watch out for today. All right. Thank you very much, Ryan Huang there in Market View. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.